probing on the inside. High driver into the first turn. Amazing Dream had the speed to lead. She gets across. Copy that. He's about to go into attack mode and he's going to pounce on the lead. King of Swing off stride. He jumped it off there. McCarthy lost him. King of Swing and he's galloping back through the field. Gerada's delight has yep, been Yep, and at that out. point, your tickets were confetti. And as I said, I think his reputation through, through defeats... Uh, two defeats during the Queensland Carnival. His reputation has, in fact, been enhanced. King of Swing, Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Welcome back. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, it was a, a crazy old night there on Saturday night. Uh, six Group 1 racing, uh, huge prize money, and it was a, a little rough and ready, in, not only in that race, but a few races there on Saturday night. So... It just didn't go to script. Uh, most thought on Monday, last Monday, Steve, that it would be just, you know, cut and dried. He'd lead, he'd win, but uh, he was cross, cross quite easily, and then he wanted to sort of get up the track a little bit before making the break. So you just never know in Group 1 races, uh, as clear-cut as they can look on paper, things can change mm. and change very quickly. His sunshine sprint run was phenomenal as well, Chris, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And his run still the other night, Steve, was so good. Yes, mm. I know he ended up in the one-out, one-back position. But to still finish as close as what he did after losing some valuable ground, I still thought was really meritorious. So I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's lost any fans. In fact, I think he's gained fans with those defeats. So... Uh, look, um, you know, things probably got a little heated there after the race on Saturday night. Emotions were running high. Oh, but, really? Uh, did it? Okay. Yeah. There, there, was, there was some words spoken between a few camps, and uh, you can read the stewards' report, and uh, you can make of that what you want. But, um, look, they're going to reload with King of Swing. His next big target is going to be the Victoria Cup, and that's not all that far away. I think it comes up on the 9th of October. Uh, that's a race that they would want to win because he's run, uh, well, he's won most of the big ones uh, on the Grand Circuit calendar, but he's, he's yet to win a Victoria Cup, so I'm sure that's a big target. And given that Lachlan Varad is going to be missing, it's a really achievable target for King of Swing as well. Yeah, so how many, prior to those two defeats in Brisbane, Chris, did he win about seven in a row or something like that? King of Swing coming into the carnival or six in a row? Yeah, he had a great win yeah. streak going. So, uh, look, his run in that uh, in that Sunshine Sprint two weeks ago was just off the charts. And then again there on Saturday night, he was really good. So his record, uh, you know, unbelievably since being under the care of the McCarthys is just nothing short of sensational. So, look, uh, I think and I'm led to believe that, uh, you know, there was no issue coming out of the race with King of Swing. So I'm sure our first mm. guest might be able to just uh, yeah. paint the picture a little clearer for us. But... Uh, I think it's just full steam ahead. He's probably going to have a little ease up now, King of Swing, and then reload for the Victoria yeah, Cup. I think it was five in a row coming into the carnival. Leonard Kane, you're referring to, and he's with us, Chris. Leonard, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Just quickly, just King of Swing, how did he come through the Blacks of Fake? Yeah, no, nah, he's pulled up super. Um, you know, luckily, nothing's come of, um, you know, that bit of contact earlier the other night. And he's pulled up really well. He's bucking around the paddock, and, um, no, nah, he's really well within himself. So does he just have that little bit of downtime now and the next major focus, the Victoria Cup? Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, he'll have a bit of a let-up now and then um, obviously, like you say, Chris, he'll reset and um, full steam ahead for them bigger races again. Unfortunately for you with that race on Saturday night, you were the one that copped the, uh, the backwash of the interference there. Did you end up with a, a busted wheel there? Yeah, I did, yeah. At the start there, um, when... Rock and Marty was actually crossing down on the King of Swings back. He, he just gave my tire a flick on the way through and it actually went flat, you know, pretty quickly. 
Um, and then once King obviously got checked and galloped back through, um, I just sort of had a torrid trip the whole way, you know, nothing sort of worked in our favour. Yeah, so everything that could go wrong did go wrong for you. Absolutely. Yeah. How did uh, Spirit of St Louis come through the race? No, nah, he came through the race really well, Chris. Um, obviously, his run was massive considering he carried a flat tyre for the full 2600. Um, and, yeah, no, nah, he, he raced on super still after after all the incidents. But um, I wasn't at all disappointed with him. He was definitely uh, phenomenal. OK. number of runners are still going around. There's a number of runners starting on Saturday night. Just a few of the major players, they're going to go for a, a little bit of an easy time. I know a few have been moved on and they're set to go to North America, but uh, the numbers are still strong here in Brisbane? Yeah, for sure, yeah. No, we've still got a big team up here. And um, like you say, a few of those uh, top-class horses will have a bit of a let-up and reset for those bigger races again later in the year. OK. Let's focus on the task at hand for you tonight. You've got a big book of drives coming through at Redcliffe and we start in race one with Colombian Gold. The scratching of Katara York is quite uh, crucial here. Colombian Gold is a very high gate speed horse. She loves to lead. It's over the sprint trip 1780. It looks like there's going to be a little bit of early pressure here, but you'd be thrilled that you've got the inside gate now. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Like you say, with that scratching, she obviously drops into the one and um, she's got great gate speed. Like you say, she loves the lead, she loves the shorter trip. So um, I think the one to beat is probably West Star Sam off the back line, which works in our favour. So um, I think she probably gets a chance to return the winning form tonight. Just on that last start effort for Colombian Gold, it was much better. She's probably just been a little up and down, but that was a really strong showing last time out. Yeah, for sure. No, she left the gate good and she relaxed in front. And um, no, it was actually quite a strong run. I was really pleased with the way she raced last start at Albion. Do you expect some early pressure? Do you expect the likes of Arkme, Ashley Nitro and Mr Hart to sort of challenge for the lead? Yeah, I think they'll have a little bit of a go, Chris, but I don't think it'll be too bad. You know, I think, um, you know, Colombian God's form suggests that, like you say, she likes to lead, so surely she'll get left alone. Um, you know, they're obviously going to have a little bit of a crack early, but hopefully not too big of a crack. OK, and West Star Sam's the horse to beat, in your opinion? I think so, Chris, yeah. Like I say, it's off the back line, so it probably has a little bit of a task ahead. Uh, makes it a little bit easier for us, so um, hopefully we can get the job done. Ronnie Sellis has got his team going well at the moment, so he's in form and he's a last-start winner, West Star Sam, but Colombian Gold looks a really good chance there in the opener. Race two tonight, Talk is My Girl. You know this uh, mare well. Uh, you were behind her a couple of runs ago. She was at the rear of the field last time out. What are you expecting here from gate three? Um, I think she'll run a nice race again tonight, Chris. It looks a good race for her, so um, obviously we'll, we'll try and get across into the two wide there early and... Um, Hopefully, if we can settle close enough and get the right kind of trip, I think she's a good place, Hope. OK. Just looking at that uh, that early pressure, our boy Bobby, he's been in trouble at his past two starts. Betting Barron's OK, and then I'm sure Nickelong, Henry, Brian, Christopher and Gosling in flight, they're all capable of going forward. So there might be some early pressure into that first turn? It does look that way, Chris, yeah. Um, I, th I think there'll be a bit of speed early and um, obviously we'll just try and get a spot and stay out of doing too much early and hopefully we can be rattling home at the finish. OK, well, that's talk is my girl to race two. In race three tonight, you're down to drive Kira Harpo Gambler for your sister, Alex. Barrier two, I'm sure you would have been hoping for the inside gate. If you could swap uh, one and two, I'm, I'm sure you would have been a lot more happier. Yeah, for sure, Chris. Um, 
obviously two Stonot Terribles. So hopefully if we can settle close enough on him as well. He's actually on paper. His form doesn't look that great, but um, three starts ago, he actually rattled home real good from the back of the field, and I was really impressed with his run coming wide. So um, as much as his form on paper doesn't look good, the horse has actually been racing good. Last start, he pulled up with a bit of a foot abscess, so we sort of write that run off a little bit. Um, Alex said he's come through that well, and he's been working good, so we expect bigger things from him tonight. Well, you've answered my next question because I was going to say, where is he at? Because he's been unplaced his last four. Why is it that he goes so well at Redcliffe? He just seems to thrive at Redcliffe. He does, yeah. Um, I think it's just a style of racing at Redcliffe kind of suits him, you know. Um, if, if we can sort of settle close enough, um, he's always there at the finishes. So hopefully with his bit of gate speed, he should be able to settle close enough to him. Um, and I think he'll run a better race tonight. Okay. In a race number four tonight, Chloe Butler's got two runners, uh, Fleeting Feelgood and Cannon. You're down to drive Cannon. He's got gate eight, so he's two off the second row. He hasn't been far away in his last three starts, but he probably hasn't looked like winning in, in any of those. But how do you sort of sum up his chances tonight? Um, I think he ran a really good race, Chris. Um, I was speaking to Chloe earlier in the week, and he said, and she said that he's worked on really good. So, um her team's flying. She's doing a great job with the small team. And I think, you know, that race doesn't look too hard a chance for Cannon. So hopefully, again, if, if we're close enough, I think we're definitely be good enough. Okay. In saying that, though, there's a few in here that do boast some really good number form. So it's not going to be easy. Definitely not, Chris. No, like you say, um, yeah, there's a few horses in here with good form. And, um, you know, they'll be obviously the ones to run down. The front line's quite strong. So... Hopefully, if we can settle close enough to them horses, we'll be right with them. Yeah, and that should be fairly, well, you know, there's a good chance that should play out that way because you do follow out a good beginner and I'll be watching. So you want to be as hard on his back as possible and you're obviously going to take up a fairly handy spot. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Obviously, we'll follow through as hard as we can at the start and land best possible position. Okay, race number five tonight. You're driving Oliver Winkle. He's got to overcome gate number six. Uh, I'll ask the question, where do you think he's at? Uh, he's been unplaced at his past two. Is he still going quite well? Um, he's been a little bit ordinary of late, Chris. Obviously, with gate six, it's going to be a massive task for him. Um, he's better up the front end, so he's obviously not going to be there tonight. But, um, you know, he, like you say, he has been out of form. He's not racing like he was probably... 18 months ago, but um, hopefully, you know, he's had a few niggling issues, which I think they've sort of overcome now, and hopefully he can sort of start to get back to form soon. Well, he's clearly the class horse of this field. He's gone 51-5 at Albion Park. Yes, that was some time ago, but he is the class runner. So this is a race that, you know, he could regain some confidence in. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Hopefully, um, hopefully he runs a nice race tonight, but it just sort of with the draw and everything, I think he's, he's got a big task ahead of him. Okay, Doolittle Doozy comes out of race six. The last two races tonight, races eight and nine, you've landed the inside gates here for trainer Steve Bunn's poser in race eight, Caribbean Baby in the last. Do you give them any sort of chance tonight? Um, I think just with the draws, I think they're rough pl uh, place chances. Um, they've sort of been a little bit away their last couple. Poser was only beaten four metres in two minutes, three starts to go, was held up. So... Um, you know, I think if, if we can get the right sort of run, and um, I think they're rough play hopes. 
Okay. And, and just looking at uh, tonight overall, Colombian gold, is that the, the main player for you tonight? On paper, I think Colombian gold looks my best one, yeah. Okay. You've got a big book of drives uh, coming through again on Saturday night, uh, obviously with Luke on the sidelines. Uh, just looking at it, Bright Energy, it's not a bad little free-for-all, that one on Saturday night. He's got gate number eight, but uh, it's a nice drop back in grade for him. Yeah, for sure. He's been racing super his last few runs. Um, he was unlucky there. Three starts to go, and um, he's two starts in the Sunshine Sprint, and the Bucks of Fate were both good as well. So it's obviously a massive drop back for him, and, and he'll be right there with them once. Yeah, just looking back at the Sunshine Sprint, he was quite an eye-catcher in that race. He actually attacked the line. He actually hit the line really hard, yeah. I was over the moon with his run in that race. Um, you know, he settled three fence, and then when he got that split laid up the straight, he really made the most of it. So I was actually thrilled with that run, and um, the horse is actually flying at the moment. Okay, well, plenty to look forward to over the next couple of days. Busy time with uh, plenty of drives. Really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside tonight. Thank you very much. Take care. There's Leonard Kane joining us. So a good book of drives, but he thinks Colombian Gold's going to be very hard to catch in that first race. So that's race one, number two, Colombian Gold. Just looking at it now with Tab, currently 440. The horse that he thinks is the main danger is the current favourite. That's West Star Sam for Ron Sellis. Narissa McMullen takes the drive. So 440, Colombian Gold in race number one. Darren Clayton is about to join us to go through this meeting at Redcliffe. And I want to just pick his brain from Saturday night with all that action there. From Albion Park to wrap up the Tab Constellations, he's about to join us online. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? Very well. Let's get straight into it for Reckliff tonight. Nine of the best. We just spoke with Leonard Kane. He thinks Colombian Gold's his best drive tonight in the opener. How do you see it? Where do we go looking for our best bet on the program? Yeah, well, for mine, I thought uh, my best comes up in race five, horse number two, Rainbow Jet. Uh, I've been following this guy for the last few weeks, sort of, has been thereabouts. He's had a few runs. His last run at Albion Park, just in behind him, didn't have a great deal of luck. I think getting back to uh, Redcliffe from this gate, he gets every chance tonight. So race five, number two, Rainbow Jet. Okay, so race five, number two, Rainbow Jet. That's the first leg of the quaddy, so we can go one out there. So throw some numbers at us then for the, uh, the other three legs of the quaddy, races six, seven and eight. Yeah, so in the second leg, race six, uh, I thought there's a chance of between one and seven. Number one, Life in Heaven probably won't get an easier opportunity to win a race than she does here. Uh, likely get a trail. Let's Blades, we'll throw him in, but I just think he might uh, get buried away. But uh, we'll throw him in. He does look the danger there. So one and seven in that second leg, race number six. Race number seven, uh, I think you need to play this one pretty wide. There's a number of chances here, and I, I think you um, really need to look as wide as we can get. I'm going to go with the numbers two, four, five, and seven of mark number four, Wild About Town on top, but with no level of confidence whatsoever. Number two, Kid Calvert. Uh, hasn't won for a long time. Uh, does have enough early speed that he probably finds the pegs first. Jamaican Resort is a last start winner uh, from a wide gate where he went back early and then flashed home. So, And Midnight Queen, she'll win a race for me one day. I don't know when it'll be, but I'll have to keep following her. So two, four, five and seven. Uh, and the winner could even be wider than that. And then in the last leg... Uh, I thought you could just play a couple of numbers here. Number five, Cobbity Castle. Um, Monica Betts returns back to Bathurst, leaves this guy with Chris Frisbee up here. And um, 
gets a wide gate, but can do a bit of work. Wasn't too far away last week behind a 100 to one winner. So um, certainly from from the gate, she gets a chance. And number eight, what a reactor! I thought was the other danger. So five and eight to bring it home. Okay, so just repeating Darren's best bet: race five, number two, Rainbow Jet, currently with tab two dollars fifty. So we can play him one out there in that opening leg of the quaddy. Second leg, race six, numbers one and seven. Race seven, numbers two, four, five, and seven. And in the last leg, numbers five and eight. So Rainbow Jet, the best bet. That's race five. Jump time for that race is at seven twenty. Darren, let's go back to Saturday night, uh, the final night of the Tab Constellations. Uh, we we're just talking about the blanks are fake. Uh, it certainly didn't go to script, and it just proves that these Group 1 races, uh, there's no guarantees. Uh, no one would have been predicting what unfolded in the first 150 metres of that race. No, certainly not. And, uh, I know um, King of Swing sort of went roughly, and he got... Um, he was crossed down, and Anthony Butts received uh, a little bit of holiday for... But he'd already run up the track prior to that point, so... Um, just it was obviously a little bit something not right in those early stages where he ended up. So um, yeah, it was it was an interesting interesting situation to unfold. And like you say, Chris, n- nothing's ever certain. And um, a wise man once said to me that you know, it's two rules in life: never back odds on, never run upstairs. So. Um, it certainly rang true there, but it was a monster run by King of Swing um, under the circumstances um, for, for where he ended up, and he still kept coming on the line. And that Sunshine Sprint run, uh, second play or placing that he did there the week before, just as impressive. So, again, we've uh, we've learned a bit about him. He's certainly not just a, a one-trick pony that gets out to the front, where he's he's had to have a couple of starts where he's really had to work hard. To be quite, and this is no pun intended here, it was quite amazing what she was able to achieve during this carnival. She raced on the three nights of the Tab Constellations. She won on the first night, taking the inaugural running of the Rising Sun. She was beaten against her own sex the following week in the inaugural running of the Golden Girl, and then she was able to sprint lane to victory there on Saturday night, taking the Grand Circuit. She becomes the first mayor uh, since uh, Baby Bling to win a Grand Circuit race on Aussie soil and only the second mare to win this race following TaylorMade Lombo back in the year 2000. But just to think how much luck, and I know luck's a fortune and you've got to take it when it's there, but she got these beautiful trips in both of those races where she was able to score. Beating up on the boys, she landed a perfect trail. She was 1-1 in the Golden Girl, but she couldn't run them or put them away, and Gerardo's Delight was able to run her down. But it was just quite amazing that she was able to win those two massive big group ones with the same trip. Yeah, and it's crazy to think like we, we go to all the trouble of, of trying to work out where we think horses are going to position in the run. And in neither of those two races, um, would I think being fair, would anyone have suggested she was going to be in that position in either of those? So... Um, like you say, luck's a fortune, but uh, you make your own luck when you when you do get it. And um, I guess she's been able to do that. And and she's only a head away from making it three Group Ones from three starts. So the, yeah. that was the margin in that Golden Girl. So although she couldn't run them down, she was only beaten ahead. And um, you know, we've, we've, we sort of half knew, and and that was a little bit franked out of that run that the mile is probably not her best trip and um, she's come out in that um, 
Blacks of Fake and absolutely obliterated a couple of mares' track records in that that have stood for a long time in the process as well. Um, the the open track record, I think, was 2005 was the last time um, for a mare that had, had run, and that was 2 minutes point four, I think it was. So she's taken nearly six seconds off the mare's track record for the trip. It's quite unbelievable. Uh, one of the unsung heroes, I, I feel, for the, the 2021 Carnival was Rock and Marty. He had the three starts up here. He was placed in all three, and he was beaten in very short uh, margins in the, the two big ones, the Sunshine Sprint and then the Blacks are Fake on Saturday night. I'm sure Connections were thrilled with the effort, but just a little frustrated at the same time with a little bit more luck he could probably walk away with both Group 1 victories. Yeah, 100%. And, and you look at it on the other hand of what we just spoke about, Amazing Dream. She got the perfect trip and luck worked out and she was able to win those races. Brock and Marty, on the other hand, just a, just a smidgen less piece of luck than what Amazing Dream was able to receive. And yet here he is. He's, um, you know, in the Sunshine Sprint, he's beaten a short half head by a short half head. And he's come out and absolutely motoring home in that Blacks of Fake on Saturday night. I'm sure another three or four metres, you know, if it was 2,683 metres, he wins that race. Uh, that's how, how fast he was coming on the line and how much ground he was eating into. I actually um, did a little piece on Monday, Chris, where I worked it out. Um, for the three, his three defeats since he's been up here, it worked out at uh, about $1,100 per centimetre that he's been beaten um, in the three races. So you turn that around, it worked out at nearly an extra 150000 in stake money over 1.4 metres was the the total margin in his three defeats. What did you think of copy that running fourth? Yeah, I, I thought it was fair. I, I don't think it was as good as his Sunshine Sprint run. Um, I thought uh, that, that Sunshine Sprint run was a, a much better. I thought, uh, obviously, where he... Once he got to the front, I thought he might have been able to hold them off, hold on a little bit more, but obviously got uh, softened up pretty well in that first quarter. They've gone sub-28 for the first quarter, over 20, 2,680. So that obviously left him vulnerable. So um, uh, you look at the horse that sat outside him doing that expensive ego. He's finished 11 metres down the track from copy that. But uh, take nothing away from him. He's only a four-year-old as well, so... Um, they've got plenty left with him and um, he certainly stepped up especially with that Sunshine Sprint win Yeah, just at this stage, plans with him uh, looks like he goes back to New Zealand so the New Zealand Cup's obviously a possibility the Victoria Cup which comes up before the New Zealand Cup's another option but it doesn't look like uh, they're going to be nominating him for the Inter-Dominion in Sydney so they're prepared to stay away from uh, Menangle at this point in time Perth has been mentioned the big uh, cup races over there in January so we'll wait and see uh, in time to come with copy that and their plans. No real surprise, uh, a huge carnival for Kiwi trainer Ray Green. He was the leading trainer. He had five winners across the three nights, the three big nights of the carnival, and Anthony Butt across those same three nights. He was the leading driver with six winners. So those guys, uh, they stood tall, culminating with that Group 1 derby win on Saturday night with American Dealer. Yeah, definitely. And again, uh, American Dealer was able to make full use of the gate, was able to get to the front. And um, once he was in front, it was 
he was going to be hard to run down, and it proved that way that Anthony Butt dictated terms beautifully, just controlled the race well, and, and Krug wasn't able to get to him. Um, had to do a bit of work getting up outside him, but uh, he was there. Another great run, Captain Crusader. Um, would have loved to have seen his carnival withdrawing a gate. He's placed in all the big ones and never drew a gate along the way. So um, a, a top carnival for him, for Ricky Alchin. So... Yes, Anthony Butt and Ray Green, they've done a super job. I see uh, Tommy Lincoln, he stays. The others are gone, but Tommy Lincoln stays. He's put in the care of Mark Ducks for this week, so um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. He was a winner of the opening race there on Saturday night. Um, he's a nice horse in his own right, a four-year-old. Um, and then the two-year-olds, away we go, and Cat King Goal, both, both good wins in the triad finals. Yeah, oh, well, you know, an expected result in many ways for Cat King Cole. She was the clear favourite there. Like I just said, there's no guarantees, but she was able to get the job done, leading all of the way. She's got a race, I think, on Saturday week, a heat of the APG, and then the final the following week. So her season far from finished, and away we go. We spoke with Pete McMullen yesterday. He was really good taking that race on Saturday night. I think the, the form out of that Colts and Gildings division is going to be more than OK. Speak the Truth looks a lovely horse in the making. Danger Zone was probably a little unlucky there. Uh, and there was, you know, some early, fin uh, early interference. So uh, Teddy Disco didn't have a great deal of uh, clear room early. So I think the form out of that race going forward is going to be more than OK for the Colts and Gildings. It's, it certainly will stack up. Um, like you mentioned, uh, speak the truth. He certainly, going into the race, he certainly looked one that's sort of um, a progressive type. And then that run that he's produced there on Saturday certainly franked that that assessment. Uh, away we go. He'd been good. And um, it was interesting listening to your, to your chat with Pete McMullen yesterday in that he had to... Uh, he was the 11th on the order of getting into this race. Obviously, the, the ballot order of these triad finals goes on their prize money uh, season to date, and he was right on the cusp. He was able to sneak in and, and able to get the job done. But what a great uh, a great broodmare Washington's lass has proved it to be, winning this two-year-old uh, Colson Geldings triad successive years, big wheels last year, away we go this year. And then um, she's got a, uh, a Sunshine Beach weanling, which is a full brother to Away We Go. So um, maybe next year or the year after when he hits the track, it'll be, um, will it be a case of four boys, four very nice horses. Yeah, she's uh, proving to be quite freakish at Stud Washington Lass, and I'm led to believe she's currently in foal to Captain Treacherous of all stallions. So... Who knows what uh, what they're going to get there? And uh, there was talk uh, following that victory on Saturday night. They're even looking at uh, booking her to Better's Delight for the upcoming season, all going well. So why not? Uh, the, the mayor's deserving of it. There's no doubt about it. She's uh, doing a huge job. But, uh, yeah, quite interesting. He was able to sneak through at the last minute and get in there, but he's taken full opportunity of that. And uh, he claims a Group 1 victory. Away we go. So we're, we're back to normality this weekend with nine races. There's still a bit of class, just being with Leonard Kane. That pre-for-all there on Saturday night's more than OK. Race number three looks, uh, looks like it's going to be very competitive, that race. Yeah, I'm just going through those um, those races just before, Chris. Uh, it certainly is. A, um, no real standout, that's for sure. Uncle George, he, he was a big run the other night in flashing home for, for second. Um, you know, bright energy drawn off the second line. Elder Orlando, he's probably a little bit of the bit of the smoky. It's sort of nothing, sort of gone in his way for the last last few starts. So he's thereabouts. And then Black's a dance also. 
uh, in there. Again, he's one of those half-brothers to away we go. So um, that's certainly going to be a good race. And uh, The other one that uh, I, I thought would be a, another good race is uh, the qualifying race, just one race later. We've got our action man. He was a, um emergency for the derby. Life Lavros, he's been brilliant in two wins in midweek company. So, But he gets tucked away on the inside of the second line. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him in the early stages, Life Lavros. But he was a, he was a big winner yesterday. Yeah, he was huge yesterday. Life Lavros, 52 and change, and he sat park. So uh, this is a, a step up again, but uh, given his current form lines, he's going to be well and truly in the thick of the action there on Saturday night. So that's uh, this Saturday night, 5.13, the first of nine at Albion Park. Darren, as always, appreciate the time and insight. Best of luck tonight with uh, Rainbow Jet. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks very much, Chris.